Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. This time around, me and Jay got two spoiler-free reviews for all of you. Jay is going to review The Lighthouse, which I've also seen, so I'm going to jump in with a few thoughts here and there on The Lighthouse. And then I have a review for Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit. So without any delay, Jay, let's get everything started with The Lighthouse. Tell me, what's a timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living, just like any man. Starting new. On the run. Keeping secrets, are you? No, sir. weeks, two days, help me to recollect. Before we get into the synopsis for The Lighthouse, I just have to warn everybody, even though this is spoiler-free, we will not spoil the story, per se, our, our Lighthouse review is going to borderline on spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen it yet i i encourage you to go out and see it or just table this review and skip ahead to our jojo rabbit review which will 100 percent be spoiler free all right jay i wrote a synopsis for the lighthouse oh let's hear it thomas tom tommy and winslow no that tommy no uh okay <laughs> wait sorry it gets a little bit confusing robert pattinson and willem dafoe cast dark shadows in this black and white sometimes buddy comedy sometimes psychological thriller that will have you giving seagulls a wide berth next time you go to the beach yeah yeah <laughs> there's not much of a story to this right, right. it's 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 a maddening movie robert pattinson goes through so many name changes he's lad that he's winslow yeah he's tom tommy Tommy Tomasino from from The Sixth Sense, you know the kid that's from the uh, Mommy, my throat hurts. He's from yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going too deep here. <laughs> anyway, look, it's it's pretty wild. All right, Jack, so your the, your movie. You the, get started on this it. film is written and directed by Robert Eggers, the man behind 2015's The Witch or or Vivitch. 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 <laughs> so this stars Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe as these lighthouse keepers who were supposed to be there for about a, mm, six weeks or so I think first off I want to give an Oscar to Robert Pattinson for best on-screen mustache yeah because if there was an Oscar for on-screen solid just luscious luscious it would tickle me in all oh, the right all places. the right places all Come the on. right places that's exactly what all the females were right. thinking about too especially if you get them upside down he can tickle the underside Ooh. of your balls with those bristles that's what Come I'm on. talking about <laughs> no wonder all the guys wore mustaches <laughs> when they were when know. they were when they were sailors right yeah yeah <laughs> and in the 80s give my balls a tickle. <laughs> give my balls a tickle with your mustache will you? <laughs> 
so this is taking place in a remote island in 1890s. So this is a black and white picture, by the way. They don't really say where it takes place, but we're left. I to think it's like New Hampshire. It's, yeah, something it's, like it's that. New England. Somewhere. Yeah, New England. It's yeah, northern, upper northeast. Northern shores, yeah. Um, and this is really uniquely shot on a small 119 to 1 aspect ratio. So it looks like a... Box. So for all of you who who grew up like me and Jay did watching movies on VHS on your tube television, you will not be turned off by the way it looks because it looks like we were watching movies like we did as kids as in a square box. Yeah. You know, for, this you know, it really th- didn't take away from it for me at right. all. You know, like all those things that like pop up and it says this yeah. film has been formatted to fit your television screen. Right. They don't show that anymore because right. everyone's TV is widescreen now. Right. But they used to have to shrink movies down and cut off parts of the screen mm-hmm. and just keep your characters in focus. And then they used to do this crazy thing where, like, when a character would walk from one side to another, they would have to do, like, a, a screen shift that would, like, screw you up, like, totally. But it took you out of it. It took you out of it a little bit. This is shot in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this is by far one of a kind mad trip we're about to endure, and you just know right from the get go um, when they get dropped off there, and you can just see this one little like five second shot, and they're peering off in the distance, watching the ship fly by, and it's, you could just tell there's a calm before the storm. Well, I think something's going to brew. I think something about this movie that that really like drew me in. A lot to let me to let me feel an unease anyway that that made me want to focus on it and keep going with it was the score like and and, and yes. or I guess you could say lack thereof just a foghorn repeated the, the foghorn it's a character all to itself right it's so fitting for the mood of this movie but also. You hear they're a, there. You hear a they're foghorn, stuck. and even even like even when you're on the beach, right? But like when it's quiet and you hear a foghorn, it just feels like isolation. Like you feel and it's eeriness, yeah. And also also the the unknown nature of of the sea and mm-hmm. the black and everything like that. And they do play with that a little bit uh, with Robert Pattinson's dreams and stuff, uh, or what is a dream, what isn't a dream. That, sure. That's another thing that fucking... This is certainly um, a two-hander, but more over a Robert Pattinson-led sure. film. One thing I do know from this movie is that if I ever met a mermaid, I know how to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever met a mermaid. They did a good job with that. I know where to put it, you know? <laughs> This movie, this movie told me. That's true. And I'm just like, watch, so I, watch out, Ariel. I, I actually saw this movie <laughs> twice. You're right, though. You're right, though. Watch, out. watch out, Ariel. I know, I, know where, I know where it is now. Now, there was a lot of dialogue in this movie sometimes, and some of it, because it is very dialogue authentic, huh? and Robert Eggers is what? very specific about that. What? Like, I think for the first 20 minutes, so one of the foes' only lines are like, what? Speak up, lad. Yeah. <laughs> He plays a good old man at this, in it's the, of the city. I know, yeah. and and just to clarify, like my first reactions to the movie overall as well. So, and you know, this is obviously extremely bold, one of a kind kind of movie that is not going to be for everybody, but it does the you know dive deep into these kind of themes such as masculinity, alcoholism, loneliness, the supernatural at times, and pretty much straight up losing your shit. That's what you pick up from this. I picked up from this that this is one hundred percent a Greek tragedy. 
Well, I was going to get into that. It it does have that theme as well, especially towards the end of the movie. You really get into like, a lot more of those kind of themes. There is there there is an idea that something even visually too, not just story wise. Something exists that must be obtained by Robert Pattinson's character, mm-hmm. and that's very much like Prometheus stealing the fire from the gods and yeah. bringing it down to man. Sure, and he, and he has to be left on. You know, he he's 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 left to then be tortured by the gods pretty much tied to the side of a mountain and to have a giant eagle peck out his liver for the rest of his days until he's eventually rescued but um now, now yeah. that, that's the greek that's the greek story but when i was watching this I, I, two stories jumped in my mind the rhyme of the mariner yeah we're spoiling the fuck out of this right now just so you know we're not really spoiling it <laughs> uh, the the rhyme the rhyme of the mariner right where uh, the, a, a man at sea kills a gull and then all of a sudden, f- like famine takes over the Best ship. Best leave him be. Yeah. <laughs> Best leave him be. <laughs> I saw you consorting with that gull. <laughs> Best leave him be. <laughs> uh, so, so the ride with the mariner, a sailor kills a gull, and then famine and disease take over the ship, and everyone blames him because he killed an albatross. And that's why they say an albatross on your neck, because it comes from that epic poem, The Rhyme of the Mariner. So there's elements of that here, uh, especially with it being by the sea. And then there's also elements of this Greek tragedy of, you know, stealing fire from the gods and mm-hmm. everything like that. So there's, there's just like the witch, uh, there's multiple layers that are going sure. on here. And, and to be honest, um, that is some of the things that I didn't like. I did not care for the Greek mythology aspect of it all, even though I appreciated them trying to tie that in and it makes sense in a lot of ways. For me, it's not what I wanted from this movie. Yeah, but I mean, it's not you only, I you only recognize the Greek tragedy if you paid attention in theology class in college, or yeah. or, or or in your English class. But when visually, you're those there's stories. a lot of things there that that pays homage to it. Hundred percent. Sure. So it's kind of hard not this to miss. borderlines on on, on hentai, top of the supernatural. Right? This borderlines on hentai tentacle porn at times. <laughs> right, and those are you know part of the things that I did not quite love. So. Let's be honest, these two leads are mesmerizing. It's probably the best work I've seen from both guys. Um, Willem Dafoe, unbelievable. Pattinson, same thing. I mean, they just have two different kind of arcs, but the performances are phenomenal. And some of these monologues are great. And the way they their chemistry goes back and forth, it's it's something else, man. There's one monologue that stands out to me and it reminds me of of probably our dads when 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 he's just like when Willem Dafoe flips out on Robert Pattinson and he's like, If I tell you that it's dirty and I tell you to break it all down, swap it and do it again, and you do it again. And I was just like I I've heard that speech. Yes. <laughs> if I tell you to do it again, you do it again. <laughs> and you say thank you. And you say thank you. Or yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I really enjoyed all the... Per- I, I obviously enjoyed both these men's performances. I actually enjoyed the layers that were given to me. You know me. I'm not a fan of ambiguous endings. And this 100% does have an ambiguous ending. Mm-hmm. But it's also coming from a place where both of your narrators technically are unreliable, unreliable. completely unreliable, and, and that's and that's we don't know where it gets away with it for sure. We don't know who, like what story being told is true. We don't know whose opinion of who is correct. And I would love to tell you all you're going to go into this story getting some answers. But if you if you liked the witch, and this is a tougher that- sit though. This is not as easy as a watch, I think. As, as I think the I witch. actually like this better than The Witch. I, I ah, boy, 
That's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to say. This was a tough sit for me. And this is from somebody who signed it twice, 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 who appreciated a lot of the stuff that was going on in this movie. That's the problem, Jay. It was still treat, long. Treat this movie like. It was like, still hard. Treat this movie like through. you treat your women. One and done. <laughs> One and done. <laughs> All right. Walk away. I don't want to be that person. Contemplate, you know, ruminate on it and go, that was a fun time. Yeah. Now um, I don't want to think about it ever again. It, but it. This I'm giving this a B plus. This is a movie that I really applaud a lot of its merits, but ultimately there were things that bothered me about okay. the movie over, overall as a whole. So, like what, like what, what did you? I mean, obviously, the, well, like I said, the, the, the ambiguity the, of it bothered you. I know that. I'm not even so much that. It's more or less the the Greek mythology and the supernatural elements of it all, and the length. Because honestly, but it's what? drawn out for a long time, and I got little tired and i don't know if it's just it's because this, the black and white and like just the dialogue and it's just it's exhausting to watch because they're going through the ringer you're seeing this you know these guys like the, the actors and the characters go through i will say this a lot of exhausting things very, and it's draining to watch very early on they they sow your mistrust in robert pattinson's character of winslow mm-hmm. and you're really just waiting for that payoff to come and it really doesn't come full circle until like the third act even it though you was you as an audience member you got it right off the bat like you felt it right off the bat and yeah i i I think they in the flashbacks that they showed you you kind of you got it like you you knew where his story was going the more interesting thing was willem dafoe who was much more of an enigma like you know there was not a whole lot like we don't know from because mainly the story's taking place from robert pattinson's winslow's character's point of view Mm. you don't really know what willem dafoe is doing that is true and what's not and what's or what he's been through in the past when he was there already or what his character is putting on what what winslow's character is putting onto him and then showing to us and vice versa sometimes but i do i do get you like in the middle there was this there's this middle point where it just felt like it was argument drink laugh argument drink laugh and and like there are moments where this movie becomes a drunk buddy comedy for a few moments sure. and, and, and times it's fun but it lifts you up high and then the next morning it drops it's, you down it's, again. A, it's a lot of highs and lows and for as cinematically as a film as a, in a whole, I struggled. You know, I, I, there, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like he bit a little bit more than he can chew with this movie, and or he should have just kept it more simpler. You know, um, compacted it a little bit more. B plus is obviously still a good grade. I mean, I, I'm not. Yeah, but I'm, sir, if, to me, it's not an A caliber type. I'm a type little. Film. Bit, I'm a little bit higher. Uh, I'm. I'm an A minus. I spent a lot of this movie really enjoying, and 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 I think this might come into the fact that though i'm not an egotistical egomaniac i did like the idea that like here's these here's these references that are being put down and i'm picking them up i get it i got it oh i like that oh i'm a smart guy look at me (laughs) you know what i mean it makes it strokes my ego a little bit yeah in the same same way that robert pattinson strokes a mermaid statue (laughs) or his dick while holding one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's there's a lot of images of masturbation yes. that I you know Ooh. I've always seen masturbation Ooh. as an act that 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 I do uh, that is pleasurable. But this movie, uh, after watching it, I'm just like I, I I'm cool with not doing it for a while because this movie made me feel gross about it. It definitely does. It definitely does. I mean, there's a moment where semen is like dripping down. Oh like, my god! Grating on. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> like Brett Pattinson is looking up, and there's just semen. We are spoiling the shit out of this movie, just so you know. I'm sorry, guys, but it's one of those movies where you We're know you, you, you can either like give a, you know give you guys the short and sweet kind of overall impression of the movie, but there is no there is no that with this movie. You're you, you're, you're in it, like you're, it's it's you're in for a it's, penny. It's you're hard, in for a man. Exactly, exactly. So. Just if you're if you're a true cinephile, I would definitely recommend. It's a must watch movie for sure. Um, the average moviegoer, you're not going to like this movie, hundred percent. Just don't even bother watching. Well, I don't it. think the average moviegoer really like the witch. There's there's horror fans who really like the witch. There's 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 cinephiles who really there's, like the witch. There's, sure, but um, but they're not going to like this movie. Yeah, this is a very <laughs> unique little film. So I, I liked it. I liked it. I, I liked Willem Dafoe I like it as, this, I, it's as just, this salty it, dog. It, it just, you know, didn't quite quite hit for me. Nah, you know? we're, we're about to start talking in circles. So yes, you're a yes. B plus. I'm an A minus. Yeah. That's not too far off. But we both highly recommend it for people. For certain people. Who are interested. Yes. If it's, <laughs> if you watch this trailer and we did. If you don't mind a it, challenging cinematic watch. Right. And, and it piqued your watch interest. It. Watch sure. it. Sure. Absolutely. All right, Jay, let's get into our next review. Uh, this one I have to do solo, but obviously you're going to chime in with some questions. I'm and some jealous because I, I wish I've seen this movie before yeah, I, our recording, so I've been, I will be catching it soon, but not soon enough, unfortunately. But Jojo Rabbit, yeah, uh, definitely a big movie this year. I've been fortunate to um, big surprise get too. some early screenings uh, of late. So I, I, I actually saw Terminator Dark Fate a week before you did. And I also saw, I've now seen Dr. Sleep and I got to see Jojo Rabbit, which will be coming out. You know, I, I don't think it's even a wide release, but it is coming out to select theaters, including our, our local theater coming out this week. So uh, I have a synopsis for Jojo Rabbit right after our intro for it. Here's Master Jojo. You're a top man. Prepare to leave the house. Today, you boys will be involved in such activities as war games, ambush techniques, and blowing stuff up. I don't think I can do this. Mas? Of course you can. comes to. When I was your age, I had an imaginary friend. Got me in so much trouble. Kids, it's time to burn some books! You're growing up too fast. Ten-year-olds shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics. Hi, Hitler. I wish more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism. <laughs> Did you know Jews can read each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one? They could look just like us. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, I know. It's definitely not a good time to be a Nazi. All right. Little Jojo just wants to be the best Nazi he can be. Along with his imaginary friend, Adolf Hitler, Jojo navigates his so-called Nazi life as he comes of age during the fall of the Third Reich. So, I mean, how do I how do I break this movie down? I mean, honestly, it's one of those movies that it's like, if you're not with it in the first 10 minutes, you're not going to go with it, okay? But Well, is it one of those things like, other Taika Waititi movies, yes. like where you're... I'll, I'll say this. The humor in this is a little bit easier to get than maybe what we do in the shadows, right? Like you okay. have to have a certain temperament to really understand, to really sure. like what we do in the shadows while, while or, or uh, hunt for the wilder people. But I will say that a lot of the humor 
is similar to that, but that type of humor has now kind of become mainstream. So I think that like more so. I think a lot of people will find it funny and it is. It's absolutely funny. But in the second end of second act, it's it, it's going to start hitting you with some feels. Like I don't think you can you can touch on a topic like Germany circa 1945 that mm. isn't going to hit you with some feels at some places for obvious reasons of, you know, war and loss. And, you know, there, there's a lot of themes throughout this that for a coming of age story, it's an extremely interesting setting. Yeah. And it's an extremely tight rope for Taika Waititi to walk where he has to both pay reverence to what really happened and what's happened as well as make you laugh and take you on this journey, this coming of age story that really in the end is going to just make you smile, you know, and that's, that's not easy to do. And you know, I, I, I say like, I'm, I'm happy that his popularity as a director has come now because it, I don't think this film could have been made. No. Had he had only done what we do in the shadows, hunt for the water people and had there's there. there there's, Hollywood needed to understand and respect him right and also some us too because we know him now the, the movie world does know you, him. you know who you, i mean you know who who distributed this movie right no i don't know much about it the walt disney company because this was a fox searchlight picture hmm. <laughs> so this is distributed by disney which you know i i find it not like it, it's not and there's nothing in this movie that'll make you go like oh that's gone too far you know what I mean? Well, the most surprising thing but about it, this movie is that it's getting awards consideration buzz. It's deserved. That's that's the most shocking thing about it. <laughs> it is such it is such sharp, witty dialogue, and the scenario is also equally ridiculous. Some mm. of the things that people say are absolutely ridiculous, but also it, it it's meta. In a way, right? Because as as some characters are blindly spouting this Nazi propaganda, you're you laugh at how ridiculous it sounds, knowing how it ends for the Nazis, mm -hmm. and then you look at our current world and go, "Holy shit, we have some people spouting the same exact type of shit." Yeah, <laughs> and, and not just in our country, uh, in other places too. Yeah. And it's like it makes you like cringe and laugh at the same time. And it, it's, it's a delicate balance that it and plays. And it's time relevant too but, in this day and age, I guess. Without getting too, too deep into the story. Also, like I love the cinematography of this movie. Like I love the shots in this movie. There are times, and you know, I love Wes Anderson movies. You know how like Wes Anderson movies, the way the colors pop and the it way like feels like a version of right. It, it absolutely does. Yeah. There, there are moments in this movie at where, like there's a shot and it's like that could be a poster like like there's so many shots in this film that feel like it should be the poster of the movie and that's the way Wes Anderson movies feel mm. um and and the sharp witty dialogue feels exactly not not exactly the same but feels similar in tone to it and the acting is is fantastic like Taika Waititi as Adolf Hitler is hilarious it's he is the comic relief of the movie and that to me it, I don't know what it is. It, it's just taking. It's almost like the the best version of Adolf Hitler you can get to besmirch the name of Adolf Hitler. Right. You know, to to if, if there's ever a, a, a someone who played him to make him roll over in his grave, it's Taika Waititi. And I would go. I would go to my grave 
feeling good about that if I was Taika Waititi. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I portrayed Adolf Hitler in the most ridiculous fashion possible. And yeah. that I is funny. I think he knows that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's fun- Which is one great. of the funniest things is, like, he's, he's, he's a dark skinned guy. You know what I mean? Taika Waititi. Uh, yeah, he's got that kind of like not in this ho- like island Hawaiian yeah. kind of like darker type tone Maori. Yeah, but uh, I don't know what that is exactly. But Pacific Islander. Yeah, uh, Jason Momoa esque. In right? in this pale white, <laughs> he went white face for this movie, and it's hilarious. Uh, but also like other other actors really stand out, especially Sam Rockwell. Like Sam Rockwell stands out so much to me. Ah, uh, he I is. I forgot he was in this. Oh my god, Jay. He's fantastic. He's so good. And uh, I haven't How liked- about Scarlett Johansson? She's good. She's good. She is the emotional center of the movie. Okay. Per se. How about the kids? I know there's a lot of kids in this film. They're they're great. They're, they're all good. They're spot great. on. Okay. Uh, there's- I heard there's one particular friend that kind of steals the movie. Yeah. I just, I've heard that. I don't know who it is. I don't know what he looks like. I just heard, I keep hearing about like this particular kid, this particular friend. So- it's so yeah, stealing the movie. I, guess I like his comedic timing is just it's so good. Like when he when he meets it. him, I don't know. Like he meets him at different times throughout the movie. Like usually to kind of like bridge acts and stuff like that. And he catches up with his friend JoJo, and like w- when he comes up to him, and he'll just say like the most ridiculous thing. His name is Ar- Archie Yates. Uh, this is actually one of his first film credits. And if you look up this kid, Jay, he looks like little Nick Frost. <laughs> He looks like Ed from Shaun of the Dead. And yeah. He's very much playing like a similar character. He's very lackadaisical, and you know, but I, I, I can't even like spout any of his lines because <laughs> I feel like they would actually just ruin the story and stuff. But like, he's just like, "Oh, how you doing, JoJo?" And it's like, "Are you wearing a paper uniform?" He says, "No, it's paper like, it's like paper, but it's not." Not really. <laughs> it's like you're 11. You're fighting in the war, and it's like, yeah, you know. Russian dogs and <laughs> Americans at the door. Gotta guard the front land, Jojo. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just the way he delivers it. And he's just like, it doesn't matter. You got a girlfriend, Jojo. Hold on to that. You know, like he talks with like, as like a little boy, he's like wise beyond his years. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's a ton of fun. I can't recommend it enough for people to go see this movie. It definitely, after watching it, there's 2019 has been an awful year for movies as far as i'm concerned i'm really struggling finding it's been tough i'm really struggling finding films to say like that's in my top 10 of 2019 well like boom immediately right when we finally go to do like our top five of 2019 it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough go for me but one thing's for sure jojo rabbit's gonna be on that list for my top five i absolutely loved it it is it is awesome an, it is an a plus movie it, it wow okay. it's, I, I think it's like one of the first times we that haven't, we haven't had an a plus here in the studio in a long time jay it's one of the first times that like i i've taken the comedic sensibility that i've come to enjoy from taika watiti and it's being put in a way that i can say is both truly cinematic but also like satirically spot on uh, yeah and relevant yeah that's i uh, you just yeah that's the best way to put it like gotcha. it's it, it it just it looks so good it feels good and when i'm done i'm left with a smile but just a little bit of thought provokement is there that any i felt like there was more substance not that i'm aware of i okay. did not stay for the credits I, I walked out so not that i'm aware of 
All right. Cool. If there if there are, I missed them, and I'll have. I to don't. Catch them. I feel like I would have heard maybe something. Jay, about I'm that. buying this on home video. Like that's how. Wow. That's how much I'm I'd excited. Like I'm excited. I'm going to be watching it in a few days. I know. I think, and um, I'll be able to uh, finally get to the theaters and watch it. And I will let you guys know my mm-hmm. viewpoints on that. Yeah, so that's going to do it for me and Jay's reviews of The Lighthouse and Jojo Rabbit. Mm -hmm. If you've seen both of these films and you would like to reach out to us and uh, let us know your opinions, you can reach out to me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. You can reach me at SuperMoviePodcast on Facebook or Instagram, SuperMoviePros. And both of us are on Instagram. I have my own personal Instagram, at SMBDave. You'll see pictures of me, my family mainly my my dogs and then some show stuff but you can also follow jay on instagram he runs the show instagram super movie bros on there so i want to thank all of you guys for listening have a great night cheers cheers Cheers.